This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 1-0 win at Tottenham Hotspur. Roberto Firmino's fifth goal in his last six matches ensured the Reds opened up a remarkable and perhaps unassailable 16-point lead at the top of the Premier League and it ensured this incredible team will go down in the record books. As Liverpool's start to this season, which has seen them win 20 and draw one of their opening 21 matches, is the best by any team ever in Europe's leading leagues. And it's against that backdrop that we start this podcast, with the thoughts of Paul Gorse, the Liverpool Echoes Liverpool FC correspondent, and Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool FC manager. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool have gone 16 points clear at the top of the Premier League with a 1-0 win here at the new uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Liverpool's first ever visit to the new stadium in North London that was open last year and they've come away with the three points against Jose Mourinho's Spurs. Uh, tough game, it was always likely to be tough with Jose Mourinho in charge of a Spurs team who we were starting to flicker a little bit in the last few weeks since he's taken over from Maurizio Pochettino. There's still a, a squad packed with, uh, with quality players. And the way Mourinho set up, so it was going to be tough. He played with three at the back with two wing-backs. Um, Sangange making his Tottenham debut. He, um, he made two crucial blocks inside the first five minutes from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, Goal-bound, block, uh, come off him, hit the post and come back and, and Tottenham cleared. Seconds after Roberto Firmino's goal-bound effort was blocked by the defender. But uh, eventually Liverpool made their territorial dominance count. Uh, they had around about 74% possession in the first half. Um, and they made the count, it was uh, Mohamed Salah who fed it to Firmino and he, he, a little bit of a feint, he rifled into the, the, uh, the bottom corner there. That's Paolo Casaniga who once again had another excellent game against the Reds. Um, and that was pretty much it, uh, Tottenham had a couple of chances in the second half, as did Liverpool, nothing really huge apart from Son, who perhaps should have done a lot better uh, from uh, Lucas Moura's pass in the second half. But Liverpool held firm, they've now kept their six consecutive clean sheets in the Premier League. The last time they conceded was that second goal in the Merseyside derby on the 7-4. Uh, they're on 16 points clear with Manchester City playing tomorrow. Uh, Liverpool's name, is it, on the, uh, is it on the title now? It's looking likely. Uh, who's going to stop them at this point? Liverpool march on. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Hi again. Um, Jose was just talking about uh, one of his young players who made his Premier League debut today, uh, Jafet Tanganga. Uh, I just wanted to find out if you knew about him and what you made of how he played against... He was asked to mark Salah and Mane in one game, but what did you make of his performance? No, I didn't know about him. I was obviously surprised when he when he came up. Our, our matchly analyst knew him and told me, so I, after that... I knew about him. Um, was good, impressive. Was nice reception huh? when when his name was mentioned. Stadium um, got slightly exciting, uh, excited. So that um, was good. First, was it first game? First game. First Premier League. Yeah, he played football before. Thank you. So, um, first Premier League game. Um, yeah, impressive, impressive for sure. There you go. So, uh, hello, Jürgen. Uh, lots of different wins in this amazing run. How would you characterise this victory today and how your players got there? We had to play for it and at the end we had, we had to fight for it really hard. We could have closed this game earlier. We should have, I would say. Um, the chances were clear. 
And we had moments where we didn't even make chances of it, but there were one that I would say usually there would have to be 100% chance. I think um, we played um, some exceptional football to bring Robbo on the touchline. Um, and then we didn't find a free player or the defender blocks in the last second, but um, we could have done better in these moments. But then it was only 1-0. And um, yeah, that's normal. And um, against a team like Tottenham, that's then decided in the end. We needed luck in one situation and Ali in two or three other situations. Um, but until 72, 73 minutes, I think, the, the, we had kind of 77, 80% possession. So it's, it's a big challenge to come here and have that amount of, of, um, of possession, knowing that... Um, about the counter-attacking quality of these players on the pitch. So it was intense, really, but I think we deserved the three points. Was it was not the, um, uh, our best game we played but um, so far, but it was a, a very good one. And um, how I said, really good football in a lot of parts of the game and in the end, a proper fight and all good. Jürgen, um, you're running out of words to describe how great Roberto Firmino is because today just seemed to sum up how ruthlessly efficient he can be with the goal, the touches, and just seems to make your team click going forward. When I when I went to him and I went to him and, and wanted to give him a hug after the game, he wanted first he wanted he said stop and wanted to talk first. And he said, "I know I should have scored more goals." Was absolutely not what I wanted to say um, but I said yeah that's true probably and I didn't even know exactly yeah he should have ex immediately the first chance I think it was brilliant play and then he hits somehow the goalkeeper and Oxley hits the post so um, but yes super player super don't say the first time but hopefully say it not the last time um, yeah pretty impressive okay, gentlemen with the mic and then uh, Jonathan Hello, we are coming from Istanbul, which is a special city for your club. And I'm wondering, uh, do you think your club, your team, uh, will make a bigger story than Istanbul, this team? <laughs> yeah. Because we played there in the Super Cup final, I know that there's a Champions League final, otherwise I wouldn't even know that. Um, but I don't know. I'm not interested in big stories. I'm interested in football games and um, stories are written by other people. Um, we try to... We try to be as good as possible and go in all competition as far as possible. And if it will end up, but I don't know and have no clue about in Istanbul in the end, then it was a successful Champions League season. <laughs> um, yeah, clear. But um, it's not my first concern at the moment. Jonathan, if there's any final yeah. ones, guys. Jürgen, you, you've now set this record for the best ever start in, in European football. Does that mean anything to you at all? Is it something to dwell on or, or just to, to move on from? Okay, I really tried to, to respond in an appropriate way, to be honest. But when somebody told me, I didn't feel anything. It's just not like that. And I'm football, and football since 50 years or so, so. And if somebody would have told me that will ever happen, I probably would have said it's not possible. Now it happened and it doesn't feel. So I don't know exactly what's wrong with me, but in the, um, it's, it's, a, it's really cool and it's exceptional. I told the boys, we made kind of an analyze directly after the game. I told what we should have done better, what we could have done better. But of course I know if it would be easy to have that winning streak, then it, so many more teams would have done it. It's obviously very exceptional. But um, we didn't think a second before I didn't. And after the game, somebody had to remind me about it. And um, so that's obviously exceptional. But if it stays like this, then I can think about in the next five years, or after five years or so, in a moment, I can just say what we 
try to do really with all we have is still to create a basis for the rest of the season. And the rest of the season is still quite long and we have a lot of tough games to play. The next one is especially tough and um, we have to make sure that we are ready for that. Today it was difficult. We made it a bit too difficult for ourselves uh, because we didn't finish it off, but not to forget and not to underestimate the, the, the quality of the other team. So it's normal that they come back in a game like this and um, I'm really happy. And one thing, I'm not sure if there's another question, but this stadium is something else, I have to say. And Thank you very much to whoever built this stadium. That the away dressing room is probably the best in the league. Thank you very much that somebody started that, um, because um, other other clubs when they renovate their stadium, they make then the away dressing room smaller. Um, that just should not be like this. This is now exceptional. Thank you very much. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Now we'll hand the podcast over to four of our regular fan callers. Steve Dawson, Alex Watts, Mark Baker and Matt Whitty all offer excellent opinions on what they witnessed tonight. But firstly, here's a little clip from the losing manager. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. I think we tried everything. Uh, We were speaking about... uh, probably the best team in the world in the maximum of its potential. Um, even in conditions to play uh, a big FA Cup match with the second team. And we are a team with the difficulties that you know. And in spite of that, I think uh, we deserve more than what we, that what we got. I have only reasons to be proud with, uh, with the players. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 1-0 win at Tottenham. And how did we come away with those three points? That miss in, what, the 82nd minute by Lo Celso, is it? The substitute. I, From the angle of the television cameras, I thought that had gone in and I thought the three points had gone. Um, we've probably ridden our, our luck and um, the, the way we pressed in the, in the last few minutes of a game so many times over the last few weeks and months that I thought, surely we can't do it again if, we, if we're going to give up the lead with just a, a few minutes left. But then when the ball went beyond the fast post, I could not believe that he hadn't put that one in the net. So uh, great relief when we rode that out and managed, to be fair, we managed the last few minutes of the game after that missed chance quite well. Uh, so three more valuable points. And we are sitting very, very, very pretty at the top. Indeed, it wasn't necessarily a, a Rolls-Royce Liverpool performance. We gave the ball away quite a bit in our own half, didn't we? Hendo twice, Joe Gomez once, uh, Jeannie Wijnaldum even. And he's usually so, so comfortable in possession, so good at protecting the ball. But, you know, in some ways... Tottenham must be thinking to themselves how on earth they didn't take advantage of those lapses. Um, but we had we had some very good performances. I thought Mo Salah was very troublesome for them, um, particularly in the first two thirds of the game. VVD just outstanding. That one challenge he made when he was forced to go to ground, and we haven't seen that too many times, have we? He's usually so consummate, reads the game so well that he's able to manage everything while standing on his feet, but. 
he just showed us that when when it's needed, he can get to ground and, and rough it out like the rest of them. What a challenge that was. I thought Genie, apart from giving the ball away, had a, a superb game as well. Um, Bobby Firmino yeah, worked tirelessly and had such confidence, didn't he, once again, to let the ball just come across his body for the finish rather than uh, attack it with the foot that was nearest to where the ball was coming from. He's such a he's such a cool, calm player, and I think it it totally sort of uh, phases the defenders he's up against because they're not expecting him to be so calm on the ball. I thought our substitutes played well as well. Adam Lallana um, worked very hard and did good things in possession. And Div, how about that on the end of the edge of the box there? Um, almost carving out an opportunity for himself, which would have been a fantastic goal if he'd managed to get his shot off. But uh, he was he was also very, very useful to bring on and uh, did very well. Um, I thought Trent Alexander played well defensively, and that's not something we always say about him. In fact, I think we're all used to the idea that if we're going to be really probed deeply with skillful players, um, attacking on that side of the field that maybe we we take Trent out of it and, and put Joe Gomez there. I'm not sure that's always the best option, but I think Trent showed us that he can defend there. And um, that was his main contribution today because, as my daughter said to me, she was watching the game in, in, a, in a, a pub in, in Bangkok with some of her friends and she texted me and she said that Liverpool were attacking down the left too much. I think she's, she's probably right. I think uh, Addy Robbo saw a lot of the ball today. Wasn't probably at his very, very best today, but it would have been nice to see Trent uh, knock, some, knock some crosses in from that right-hand side. And we didn't see that quite enough today, um, I think. Um, one last, probably quite unsophisticated comment, but I, I noticed from the start of the season, in fact, as early as pre-season, the very first pre-season game, that Liverpool players were wearing white tape, which is not uncommon, uh, around their ankles, but also very, very high up, sort of to mid-shin. And uh, I wondered if this was just a pre-season thing, just to perhaps um, preserve players uh, against injury as, uh, as they were warming up and getting fitter. But they continued to do this into the season. And it seemed to me like, uh, because there was so much white tape on a red sock, that I wondered if the Premier League would would intervene and say that it was sort of uh, contrary to, to kit regulations. And they didn't seem to. And I, and I wonder what the reason for it was, whether it was more than just injury precaution or whether it was maybe some kind of masterful tactical stroke from Jurgen Klopp so that players can more easily see the feet that they're finding, that they're trying to find. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed to me that today was the first time that the players didn't use this white tape and it's been it's been very common. Sadio Mane did lots of them, but I didn't see anybody with any white tape today. Certainly not uh, more than an inch or so above the ankle. So I just wonder if the Premier League's had a little go at Liverpool and said, look, you, you, you're contravening our kit laws. Um, anyway, I don't know if anyone's got more information on that. I'd be very happy to hear it if that's the case. White tape or no tape, we are so far ahead of the chasing pack in the Premier League that uh, at about 20 to 4 in the morning here in Singapore, I'm going to go to bed with a big, big smile on my face. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. 
Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. Uh, another win, another clean sheet against Spurs today. Um, good performance overall, back to normal service with the starting team as well after that incredible FA Cup win over Everton last weekend. Um, it's been a bit longer since the lads who played today took their GCSEs, I think, let's put it that way. But yeah, January is a period we've struggled with historically but I still couldn't see this Spurs side doing too much damage against us today in this form, um, even though Mourinho does love spoiling our party sometimes, as we know. Um, I don't think it was one of the performances we'll be shouting about come the end of the season, like a few of the other dominant wins we've seen over the last couple of months. But again, I thought it was a very controlled, a very patient performance from Liverpool for the majority of the game. They're just so confident keeping the ball now and they're aware that they can go into another gear if they need to. Yes, there are a couple of nervy moments, admittedly. Uh, Son and Lacelso both had great chances to equalise and the few problems we had were all of our own making today. We probably made more mistakes today than we have in about a month, to be honest. We were almost too casual at times controlling the game and I don't want to criticise anything about this. Liverpool team really but I suppose if I'm nitpicking we maybe were a bit too happy to look to control things today when we were only one goal in front you know it would have been nice to kill off the game and we had chances to do that but to be fair Spurs did defend pretty well overall they set up to do that as well um even then, I I have to say I was never hugely anxious when Spurs got the ball because I'm so confident in this Liverpool side and their ability to get wins over the line cons- consistently, like whatever the circumstances. Um, and as I said, and, and as expected, Spurs were very deep and compact to try and stop Liverpool from getting through them, which worked okay. I think it was very organised, very Mourinho, but they could barely get out to actually counter-attack against us for the majority of the game. Liverpool just kept getting the ball back so quickly and building their attacks again and again. And as soon as Bobby got the goal in the first half, which had been coming, they didn't seem to have a plan B for how to get back in the game other than hoping Lucas Moura or Son could run with the ball and make something happen, which is always going to be tough against our back four, to be honest. Um that opener from Bobby was lovely as well. Great touch to take it away from Tanganga, um, ruining his debut, really. And then a great finish. I thought Firmino was at his best today, just causing Spurs so many concerns with his movement. And how great and brave was that header from Jordan Henderson, by the way, to get his head on the ball and get the ball to Salah, who ended up assisting Bobby with that link-up play, which is sometimes a bit underrated from Salah, I think. But yeah, Hendo with another big performance and a big moment again this season, my captain. Um, yeah, other than that, nice to see Oxlade-Chamberlain starting, which was a slight surprise. Um, great to see him back in the fold. I think when he went off injured in the Club World Cup, we probably all feared the worst. Um, didn't quite come off today starting him. He wasn't at his best at all, but... I'm sure he'll play his way back into form and it's great to have him there as an option. Um, And yeah, overall, just really good performance. Another big win and this juggernaut of Liverpool this season just continues. You know, Liverpool now have more than double the points Spurs have in the Premier League this season and we still have a game in hand. That shows the dominance 
the of this team this season, you know, were 16 clear of Leicester, you know, after their loss today, were 17 clear of Man City, at least until tomorrow. Again, with a game in hand, it just it just continues to be an unbelievable season. We're still unbeaten all season. We've got this 38 league game run unbeaten as well. So we're we're coming up on big records that teams have had for for years. Um, the interesting one, I suppose, is it's Man United next, which is always a massive game, but they are the only team to take any points off us this season. So it's only really interesting because it seems like as amazing as this Liverpool team have been under Klopp, there's been this slight mental block every time we've come up against Man United. And I'm hoping that comes to an end in the next game because we are so much better than them and we need to go out and prove it, basically. But... Yeah, drink in, another win, still top of the league by a long way. <laughs> and yeah, up the Reds, cheers. Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool's trip to Tottenham Hotspur in the league. First half, very comfortable for Liverpool. Spurs obviously very happy to see possession to this Liverpool side. Stay compact, narrow and cut off the passing lanes for, for Liverpool to advance into the final third. Although... I must say, Liverpool played well. I don't think Tottenham executed the game plan brilliantly and Liverpool had opportunities in which to go ahead in the game and only really throughout the game suffered when they made their own individual errors. And I wouldn't say it was complacency because Liverpool aren't a complacent side or a complacent set of players, but there has to be better execution of passing angles to receive etc etc build up was a bit slow in terms of the tempo I think Liverpool got too comfortable in the game and and Spurs game plan was to try and nick possession turn over the ball and try and hit Liverpool on the counter attack but like I say they didn't it was only really through Liverpool's own making that that became an issue and then realistically Tottenham should have should have scored a goal but as it was Liverpool come away with the win massive win against uh, a tricky a tricky side to play against, still one of the better teams in the Premier Division, absolutely no question about that. And another massive three points. I thought, however, I'd, I'd talk about um, a player in general, really. He came on in the, the Tottenham game, which was Adam Lallana. thought he was excellent when he came on, everything you'd want from a player. As much as I'm talking about Liverpool making individual errors on the ball, he was not one of them. I felt that he was everything you'd want from a substitute coming on in that scenario is his ability to manipulate the ball under pressure and take the sting out of a game away from home. And the reason I'm talking about him is obviously because of his fantastic also performance against Everton in the Cup um, a couple of days prior. I'm a massive Lallana fan. I've been, since he arrived at Liverpool, I've been at Southampton. I just think he's a fantastic technical footballer and one I've always really enjoyed watching. And obviously, there's been issues in terms of his fitness levels, well, not his fitness levels, but injuries that he's picked up throughout his Liverpool career, which has stalled it. I mean, outstanding attributes to be a top player in the top division. And obviously, his his contract is coming to an end for Liverpool at the end of the season. And it looks like he will be sort of making way in terms of going somewhere he can play regular football. But if I was Liverpool, and I'm sure they are, you'd be trying everything you could to try and keep him in the squad and as a very, very good option in that midfield. I mean, reasons that I like the player, I mean, great energy that he brings to it uh, off the ball. 
really intelligent in the way that he engages with opponents and is able to force them into errors or steal possession. But most importantly, it's just his ability on the football. He is one of the best players in the division at receiving the ball on the half turn in between bodies and being able to pivot away from pressure, under opposed pressure from multiple sides with both feet. And when he is on song and when he is fit, operating in them small pockets in midfield, it's just a massive asset to have. And as I say, in terms of ball retention, circulation of the ball, ability to play between the lines and connect play from midfield to attack. And let's be quite clear about this. If he's if he's on the market in the summer as a free agent, there'll be no shortage of, of teams who will make him integral in terms of being a first-team regular. Obviously, by all accounts, a fantastic professional uh, in the dressing room and the way he goes about his work rate within the within training. And then players, I don't think you can sort of measure how valuable they are. I mean, Lallana for a long spell this season has obviously been coming back from that long-term injury and, and knock off probably the opportunities that he'd like. And yet, all you hear is about how what a role model he is and what a positive member of the group he is. So another reason as to why he is such an attractive prospect for Liverpool to keep, obviously, English with the English quota. And you will not find any English footballer, and many in general, actually, who have the ability to receive the ball in them areas like Lalana and, and, and attempt to play forward. So I just wanted to touch on that today, really, because I thought his performance against that Everton was absolutely outstanding. I mean, you talk about Everton having the first team out and how Liverpool lads obviously younger players, under-23s, that kind of thing. But Adam Lallana was by far the best first-team player on that field to play. Intelligence, manipulation of the ball, technique, all them kind of things and attitude, absolutely magnificent what he brought to it. So I'd really like him to be in a position um, to extend with Liverpool. And I think he'd be a very valuable option going forward. Obviously, you'd have to factor in that Liverpool will be looking to probably promote some of the, the younger lads, obviously, and not block progression routes in terms of the Alexia Curtis-Jones and players like that. And obviously, only only those inside the club who see them on a, on a weekly basis will be able to know whether um, these players are at the stage where they can step into that void. But all things being considered, I think it would be a shame to see such a, such a fabulous player move on. However, I could understand why it would take place for the, the things I just talked about. So, great win for Liverpool today continue the run going and obviously on to Manchester United. I mean, this month is pivotal. Liverpool come away from in this month and you have to believe then that it'll be the, probably the happiest day of everyone's life very soon. Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's 1-0 away win against Tottenham Hotspur at whatever their stadium is called these days. Yeah, just another professional performance where we were dominant and in control. Certainly closer than we would have liked and Tottenham had a couple of chances, particularly late on um, uh, Lamella uh, in particular. Um, you're just expecting the net to ripple um, after a cross from uh, Lo Celso, I think. But he uh, he spooned it wide. But uh, yeah, but overall, um, a really, really good performance and we were we were always, always on top, always in control. And uh, against a typical Mourinho setup, um, which was basically five at the back, occasionally six, um, with at least uh, three players in midfield dropping deep as well, and they and, and Tottenham were really just trying to hit us on the break, um, pretty much bypassing their own midfield, 
um, and uh, trying to hit Mura and Son, who are both obviously very dangerous counter-attacking players. And I thought, by and large, we handled that very well there, their offensive threat. Um, and it's uh, it, it kind of goes a bit un- under um, under the radar, really, about how brave it is um, from Klopp to to just kind of risk that, really, you know, to uh, to to base our attacking style of play on leaving mainly two central defenders um, against two very very dangerous uh, counter-attacking um, players. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was very good. Um, I thought Henderson did very well, dropping deep actually quite a few times um, in between the centre backs. Um, and I thought he had an extremely good performance. Um, obviously pivotal in the goal, um, winning the ball back, bursting into the area. Um, no mean feat for somebody that was uh, covering the, the amount of ground that that he was. But I thought that overall Tottenham's game plan kind of played into our hands a bit. Um, I mean, they're bypassing a midfield that's got some a couple of really dangerous players in it who've got good technical ability in in Eriksson and uh, and Deli Ali. And yeah, I just thought. Oh, Back two with uh, Gomez and and uh, and Van Dijk were, were were pretty much able to comfortably deal with with that threat. Obviously, Gomez picked up a fairly cheap booking um, in the first half um, with uh, Martin Atkinson deeming it uh, a yellow. I mean, it was it was definitely a foul, but a yellow seemed seemed a little harsh, and um, it didn't really seem to to fit with the way that he refereed the rest of the game. I mean, I, I can barely remember a free kick that Tottenham conceded, to be honest. Um, and when you consider the the decision that I still haven't fully got over at Old Trafford, to be honest, with the Origi, um, the foul on Origi not being given, um, it did feel that he had a slightly different threshold today. Uh, but on to uh, on to us. I thought that uh, when Alden was outstanding in midfield, he won the wall, the, the the ball back loads. He was an absolute brick wall in midfield. Um, he he constantly um, got his body in the way of the ball and. Um, used his backside to uh, to great effect to, uh, to 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 shield the ball and um, and yeah maintain win back possession and, and maintain it in in difficult areas. I thought he was I thought he was brilliant, and I thought um, I was really pleased that Firmino got another decisive goal, and I thought his his first sort of well it wasn't really a touch but just the way he let the ball run across him in front of the uh, the young Tottenham centre back who I thought had a really good game up until up until that point and um coped well um with uh, with our front three but just was it it just showed the difference really about um having a world class centre forward just have the composure to allow the ball to come across him and then he just absolutely buried it and uh, yeah I thought he was brilliant um, I also thought uh, Mane was brilliant today as well. Just again, all over the place. His work rate really underestimated. Uh, he and Salah both again worked brilliantly off the ball, making runs, trying passes. They didn't all come off, but they were brilliant. But I thought Mane in particular did all that and won the ball back quite a few times, and was prepared to drop deep and be the outlet ball. And yeah, just uh, just absolutely brilliant. And then final word really to um, to Alison Becker who uh, I absolutely love and I just thought he was again absolutely superb um, as he always always seems to be he's not about the spectacular flying saves uh, tipping it round the post and the and the over the crossbar and and that kind of thing but I thought he was brilliant um, as a sort of a sweeper keeper role um, he was just he's just so calm when he needs to be involved to help relieve pressure from the defence when they need to play it back to him but first and foremost, just the the class he shows with the amount of shots that you just think, oh, that's an easy save. But it's because his positioning is that good that he 
he makes them look like easy saves because he's always in the right position. And yeah, he's just uh, an absolute giant for us. And yeah, I think we're 16 points clear now with a with a game in hand over over um, uh, Leicester, who uh, he lost today thanks to uh, Danny Ings. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.